everyone. Thanks for coming back to another episode of our Weld.com podcast. I want to introduce Brad Michaud to you. He is on Instagram as the welding hobo, and he slid into my DMs a couple times, and we've been talking, and he is from Louisiana, and he's a big part of the welding community on Instagram and social media, so I asked him if he would jump on the podcast with us. So Brad, thanks for being on our show. I wanted to first off ask you, why do you call yourself the welding hobo? Well, I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you for having me first and foremost. Well, um, the welding hobo, it came about when I was in school for welding in uh, 2018. I stumbled across an article about, um, about homeless people and travelers, gypsies, hobos and whatnot that would travel to different areas back in the old days and they would leave like little signs and stuff to let the other travelers know what was safe places to be and what weren't safe places and where you can seek refuge at, stuff like that. And um, it, it had the definition of a hobo, which everybody knows they you know, they think it's like a homeless person or just somebody with ragged out clothes. Well, I found it out another definition for it also was a traveling worker. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And I just kind of, it. I didn't, I didn't just come up with it right off the bat. It kind of sat in my head for a few days and, and then it just came to me. I was like, well, I was a boiler maker at the time before I went to school and that was my initial plan to go back to do that after school. So I was like, man, I can call myself the Weldon Hobo on uh, on Instagram. You know, I, I had another Instagram name. I don't even really remember what it was, but I was like, man, that's a pretty cool name. And it's a, it's a conversation starter, you know, because people are going to think, man, why are you calling yourself a hobo? Not knowing that, you know, it's, it stands for a traveling worker. And I mean, I'm, I'm a welder by trade. So, you know, that's the welding part comes from. Yeah. Well, I had the same conversation with Scumbag Welder. That's the first thing I said to him. I said, you guys really picked out names that really pop. And it's good for you guys because it's memorable. People will remember it if you ever decide to start your own little welding business. And you guys have cool logos and stuff like that. So it was definitely creative. Right. So what do you do for a living right now? What kind of welding are you in right now? Um, right now I'm in, I'm working in shipyards and we build aluminum boats. So I'm doing pulse MIG aluminum welding. Um, I do a little bit of TIG welding, aluminum TIG as well, but, um, we don't have the, the materials for the TIG welding. They mostly do the pipe with the TIG, but so right now we're just doing pulse MIG aluminum. So where did you go to school at? Like, how did you get started in the welding industry? Well, um, like I said, I was a boiler maker, so I worked with with welders. You know, I've I've been around welding, oh shoot, since I was probably about fifteen, I believe, when I was in high school. We had a little uh, a little welding semester in ag, and I always was was drawn to it, but I never really seen myself as a welder. I grew up doing carpentry work, so I kind of figured I was going to take that path, but um. I went after school, I got a job working offshore. And whenever I went offshore, I was a welder's helper. So, you know, I was kind of, I was introduced and really shown what, what welding is all about out in the field. 
And I mean, as soon as I got out there, the welders were like the superstars to me. I mean, I was young and just big eyed, you know, and I was just like, oh my God, these dudes are so cool. They're making so much money and they kind of run the show, you know? And, and, and then I seen the welders can, can do, they're not just welders, you know, any welder can do multiple different jobs, you know, different blue collar jobs. I mean, you can build stuff. You, you can be a welder. I mean, welders get a, a, a sense of electricity, you know, I mean, it's, it's just so many different trades that kind of circle around welding that, that also interests me, you know, cause I love to learn. I love learning new things. I love doing new things, trying new things, you know? So, um, that that's where it started at and in 2017 i was things were kind of slowing down with the company i was working with doing the boiler making and so um you know me and my wife were just talking and i was like you know i gotta do something because i feel like i'm at a dead end right now it's nothing is gonna come out of this so um she was my wife is a veteran and so she was like well babe you know you can go to school on a va loan so I started looking into it and uh, I figured out that they would pretty much pay for me to go to school. And I mean, I just signed up for school and, you know, the rest is history. Oh, also, I went to SLCC, which is South Louisiana Community College. Okay. That makes sense. Whenever you went offshore, where did you go for the job offshore? Um, I was working in the Gulf of Mexico. It was a company called BNS Welding out of Amelia, Louisiana. And we were contracted with Cow Dive, which uh, is underwater welders. So, I mean, that it was like, it was on land welding, um, you know, on a rig welding platform. And then it was the underwater aspect of it too. So I was really just kind of blown away from, from welding in general, you know? Yeah. That's really interesting. I don't think I've ever spoke to somebody who actually has welded on an offshore platform, but part of what I've done in the industry is I actually started as a purchasing agent as a manufacturer at a manufacturing plant in about 2009. And then I went into sales in 2011 selling welding wire. And I worked, um, for a place called Technoweld. They're based down in Atlanta. They sell, they're like wholesalers, like they manufacture products and then they sell them to distributors. And then obviously the distributors give them to end users. But after I worked there, I worked at a company called Weldwire um, for about six years. And I had a ton of customers, like all different, all over the world. And I had a customer I met on LinkedIn of all places and they ended up buying um, ADSD2 MIG wire, and it was for offshore welding. And I was like, that's really interesting. And I never really got to find out, like, exactly, like, what they were doing, like, what kind of atmosphere that would be like, like, how long do they go out for, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what the kind of lifestyle would be like to weld offshore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a incredible experience. I just think at the time... I was too young. Um, I was. I wasn't. I'm not. Let me not say I was too young. I just. I wasn't in the right mind frame for it. You know, because it was a really great opportunity that I didn't understand what um, what I could become. You know, if I'd have fully pursued it. So I was kind of half in it. But 
still half out of it. You know, I was like, I was young. I wanted to be home. I wanted to go party. And, yeah. you know, I didn't realize that making a career out of this could lead up to me being very successful, you know, career wise. So, um, but it was, it was a great experience. We did, I don't think we did any, um, any MIG welding while I was out there. Everything I remember was all stick welding. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, it was, like I said, it was an incredible experience. I just, my head wasn't in the game back then. You know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't focused. This week's featured partner is Lincoln Electric. Their PowerMig 140 MP welder is designed for home projects, repair, sheet metal auto body work, farm, and small shop welding. This multi-process unit is lightweight, portable, connects to the standard 120-volt household outlet, and it's an excellent choice for MIG, DC TIG, stick, and flux cord welding. What we love about the machine is it has two knobs controlling the wire feed speed and voltage and a single button that allows for easy process selection. Right now on our podcast, we have an exclusive promo code for listeners this will get you 15% off the PowerMig 140MP, and it is valid at store.lincolnelectric.com. The code is WELDPOD15, W-E-L-D-P-O-D-15. So do you have anyone else in your family that's a welder? Um, no, no, not, not in my immediate family. Okay. And I know that you have a little boy, right? How old is your son? He, he's, uh, he made two in April. Oh, he's so cute. I loved, I saw his pictures on Instagram. I love little kids. So whenever he grows up, do you think that you encourage him to get into the welding industry or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to show him how to weld, but I, I don't want to put any pressures on him to do anything that I think is is right for him you know I mean obviously I don't want him to go down the wrong path and you know do bad things but uh me and my wife both say you know whatever he wants to do we're gonna just let him pursue his own dreams you know if that's what he wants to be then you know of course I'm gonna be proud you know but I mean if he chooses something else then I'm I'm all for it. So down in your area specifically Let's talk a little bit about that because I haven't had anybody on the podcast yet down in Louisiana and you can kind of shed some light on this. How do you feel like welding as a career is portrayed like to younger people? Like, are they getting out there and are they educating like high schoolers? Like, I know you said that you did have a little exposure to it in high school, but do you think that um, they're doing enough to get people interested in the welding industry? Well, in my area specifically, um, I mean, I'm not too in touch with like with high school, you know, what's going on in high school right now. But I do know there's a lot of farm farming down here. Mm-hmm. So welding is kind of just something that is a part of everyday life around here. You know, I mean, well, like I said, whether it's from farming or a lot of guys fix up their trucks down here, you know, they love the mud tires and the jacked up trucks and stuff. So, you know, I mean, fabrication, it's, I mean, you know, it covers many different fields and different areas. So everybody has been around welding or has welded themselves. And um, 
there there is a lot of young people on my job there's a lot of young people i mean we may have let's say we have 40 employees maybe 20 of them are welders and five of them are old timers you know so it's 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 a very young demographic where i work at but um yeah i mean i i think it's it's a a lot of young people are exposed to welding around here, just being the environment that we grow up in. That's good. That's that's good to hear because I hear all over the board regarding that question. So other than the shipyard and like agriculture, what other type of welding jobs are down there around you? Is that pretty well, much it? Well, right now that's the, uh, I mean, the shipyards are kind of the thing that's booming in the refineries. But um, it's it's mostly it's oil field, you know. I mean, everything out here is oil field related. Even the shipyards, they're they're oil field. You know, we're building boats, we're building crew boats and um, transport boats. I mean, almost everything in the shipyard is either oil field related or it's like uh, for the Coast Guard and police um, police forces. Miami, we build boats for Miami. We build boats for other countries. Um, that's uh that that's the main two is is mostly you know um oil field and, and agriculture so let's talk about like the culture of the welding community because like i said i obviously met you on instagram and i noticed that that's where a lot of welders like to hang out like welders don't really hang out on linkedin like you go on linkedin if you're like a salesperson or maybe if you're looking for a job you might have a linkedin profile but i know that welders are you guys are really proud of your work and positive like i saw that like you posted a whole bunch of like really positive quotes and stuff like that how do you feel about like the community of welders because it seems like you've met quite a few people through instagram oh uh, yes ma'am um well i mean the community overall it's, it's it's really a great community you know there's a lot of supportive people there um there's a lot of people that are willing to feed information and just just that by itself just the information that you can get from somebody that you have never met in your life is incredible because when I've been on jobs, especially when I was younger, you know, things are starting to change now. But when I was younger, you had to really earn your keep. I mean, they weren't just giving out information, you know, unless a welder took a liking to you, nine times out of 10, you wasn't gonna learn on a job how to weld. You was gonna have to go to school just because it was such a, like a secretive thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a skill that pays a lot of money. And so, I mean, you know, you don't want to just give it away. But nowadays, it's a lot more relaxed to where everybody understands, okay, I have my own lane and I, I can control my lane, but it doesn't necessarily mean I can't help the next man better himself if I know more than him or if I know something he doesn't know. You, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. the thing I like about social media is most of the people, they don't, they don't look down on the little guy or the guy that's just getting in there. Because I know for me, from my experience with just working and just life in general, you can learn something from anybody. Right. You know, it could be a person that's been welded for 50 years. It could be a person that's been welded for five minutes. You know, there's, there's some, everybody can, can give something, you know? So that's the, the, 
the resource of social media is it's just incredible right now you know it's just the the overload of information i love it not everybody does but i personally i love it i can tell you that that's why i have you on the podcast there are so many people that have been interviewed a hundred times and they share the same story or then they're like they post something over and over and they're in articles and it's like you've heard it before what i kind of do as like the social media manager for weld.com is i look for not really like i guess up and coming but also like seasoned welders who may not have the most followers in the world but they also have something to share to the community like you guys have a lot to offer and you just need the platform to do so yes ma'am most definitely so what's some advice that you would give to somebody that's starting out in the welding industry oh well be patient be patient. That that that's that's the key right there. You gotta be patient because I mean nothing comes overnight, you know, and, and like uh the 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 guy Dante Terrell, he goes by Big Dog. Like he said in a song, um UPS can't deliver success. Uh, it doesn't come overnight or something. I forgot exactly, but I shared it on my page. You but did, that, I read like, it. That, <laughs> that speaks volumes you know everybody wants to become this overnight success man you got to put in the work and it's going to be a lot of bumps and bruises and scrapes and it's going to be aggravating things are not going to go right i mean still to this day i I've, I've been welding for 5 years professionally now and i still have days where it's like nothing is going right i can't get my well bead to look proper i can't get proper fusion i can't get penetration it's it's always gonna be an issue but you gotta sometimes you just gotta stop you gotta remind yourself you know that this is this is something that you want to do and you gotta remember that time when you were passionate about it you just you just gotta remind yourself that even though it's negative right now it it gets better and there will be good times and you know, it, 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 you just got to be patient. Mm-hmm. So you said that you have a lot of younger people on your job site right now. Have you had to help any of those younger welders? Like, do you kind of like go out of your way to make sure like that they're doing things right or like help them do something that they're struggling with? Oh, most definitely. Um, I don't like to... I don't, I don't really like to like correct people or, you know, I don't, I don't like to go to people in an aggressive manner. Mm -hmm. So I like to ask, you know, Hey man, I see you're having some issues, you know, do you need some help? And if, if I see they're in a bad mood, I leave them alone, you know, but if they come to me and they need help, I don't mind helping, you know? And I, I, I tell, even when I get hired for a job, I tell my employers, look, I haven't been doing this for a long time. I don't know everything. But I guarantee you, I'm willing to learn anything that you want to teach me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to come over here every day and I'm going to give you my very best, you know. But, yeah, I mean, anybody that needs help, uh, it makes me feel good helping others, you know. Because I can be like, okay, look, this guy didn't know what he was doing. But I showed him this one little trick and now look look at how good he is, you know. Even it, It even makes me proud if somebody becomes better than me. You know, because 
that right there just shows that I I helped him get to that point, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm all for helping people. I love I love helping people. Yeah, I love that part of the welding industry in general that it seems like for the most part people are willing to share information and you know help somebody like for as far as like weld.com goes, you know that that's what we do. I mean, we post educational YouTube videos for free to the public. So have you used our videos to help like with like something like you were maybe going to do that you've never done before or have you ever used our videos to get better at something? Oh, faithfully. <laughs> when I was in school, weld.com and weldtube was my go-to resources. <laughs> yeah, those guys have a really good channel. I love that we have a resource like them as well because they they're different you know we all do things a very different way you know even jody at welding tips and tricks like we all have a different way of presenting information and people learn differently and it's best to have many resources because then if you watch them all one of them is going to make it click for you right right yeah i mean i i constantly watch videos from uh from you guys and like you say jody and WellTube. i mean uh it, it, that i mean even to this day still to this day i go if i'm having trouble at work that's the first thing i'll do is i open youtube and i just you know i search the video i search whatever i need help with and whatever is the first video that i'll just click on it and watch it and if i don't get what i'm looking for out of that one then i'm gonna go to whoever the other you know the other guys are is it whether it's y'all or well tube or jody so i mean yeah the 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 YouTube that I mean that that right there that just speaks volumes of the type of people that y'all are to even provide that mm -hmm. you know because I mean we're paying I paid I paid eighteen thousand dollars to go to school for one year for welding and that that's insane but I learned just as much off of YouTube as I did going to school and I went to YouTube for free right. The thing is, is that people, the the reason that we do what we do is that whenever you leave school, you might get a job just MIG welding. And then you did learn TIG welding in school, but say it's like five years and then all of a sudden you lose your job and then you're looking for a new one and they want you to TIG weld. You kind of need that refresher kind of course. So like, that's kind of what you can go to YouTube for too. Not to say that I mean, there have been people that I know who have told me that they've self-taught themselves based on watching YouTube videos. They watch a video and then they go do it, like see and then go do. And I know that that's possible, but I think that it's the most valuable when you need to freshen up on, you know, some kind of skill. Right, right. And then everybody learns different too, you know. Some people can learn just watching videos. Other people might need that hands-on help, you know. Yeah, like someone looking over their shoulder to correct them, like, because maybe they just can't do it from the first shot, you know, I'm sure that that's hard. Right, right. Um, so what type of projects do you prefer to work on? Like, what's your favorite kind of welding project? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't really have any, you know, I don't really care about you know, if it's, say, pipe or structural or, 
if I'm building a boat or whatever, you know, I, I don't, I don't really care. I just like being under the hood, to be honest with you. I, I just, I just like to go to work and weld. Now, I don't like projects where I have to go and, like right now, what I'm working on, the fitters, instead of putting a uh, just a little tack to hold the material in place, they put like long drag tacks. So I gotta go in there and I gotta cut it all out before I can start welding. And it's not like every so often, it's like every single piece that I gotta weld. And it's it's a lot. We're building a 208 foot boat right now. So it's a lot of cutting. Now those, I don't, I don't like doing that. I don't like having to um, do, do somebody else's job or I don't like to have to overwork myself because somebody else just was being lazy or didn't want to do it the correct way. You know, those kind of projects I don't like, but I love welding in general. So I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Whatever needs to be welded, I'm I'm down for it. So why are they doing it that way? Is it something that is being called for for them to make a longer weld? No, it's a, partially a lack of knowledge. And where um, the company I'm at, it's still kind of in the beginning phase. So there's, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, trial and error. It's a lot of confusion going on right oh, now. Confusion, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's in a nice way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I said trial and error, and you said confusion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same same difference, you know. I just I don't want to get too much into it, <laughs> but it's a lot going on right now. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> So we, whenever we first got on this um, podcast, I asked you about down in Louisiana, because I told you I've never been down there, but I've been to uh, Georgia, and I told you I had gumbo there, and what'd you tell me? <laughs> that ain't gumbo. <laughs> you gotta come to Lafayette, Louisiana to have the official gumbo, whether it's seafood or chicken and sausage. New Orleans, they're close, but a lot of a lot of New Orleans people they make like a red gumbo. They use the tomato base. Mm-hmm. Real gumbo, it's water and flour. It's how you make your roux, and that's how you make the base or the gravy for the gumbo. You gotta come down here for it. I'm telling you, I, I you can ask anybody that's been over here, and there's a few welders on Instagram that's been to Lafayette. You can ask them, is a gumbo from Lafayette like anywhere else? And I, I can guarantee you they'll tell you no. That's the only place for good gumbo. Is your wife the cook or are you the cook? Oh, my wife mostly, but I know how to cook too. Okay, okay. Is that she, one of your favorite things down there? Is gumbo? No, I'm uh, no, I hate gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I eat it like, man, it could be like a hundred degrees outside and my grandmother or my cousin, my mom or somebody was cooking a freaking gumbo after school and I'm like, really? Like, heat exhaustion and y'all cooking gumbo in here. Like, but no, we just, I just ate it too much. Even when I eat gumbo, I don't eat it with a lot of, uh, a lot of gravy. I eat it like a rice and gravy. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. You crack me up. (laughs) Like crawfish too. Crawfish, I hate, I mean, I don't hate crawfish. I like crawfish, but I hate having to peel crawfish. So I barely ever eat crawfish. And that's like the two main dishes that you come to Louisiana to eat, gumbo and crawfish. Right, yeah. So 
now we're done with that conversation because you hate gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> so back to welding. So do you weld at home? Like you said that you did have a welder, you ended up selling it during COVID and now you're thinking of getting one again. So were you like just doing like your own projects around the house or were you doing like little welding jobs like on the side? No, whenever I had the welding machine, that's actually uh, the machine, the Everlast I won from you guys. Um, when I had it, I was just, just running it. I mean, I wasn't doing anything. I was just kind of running passes, running beads. Um, I never got a chance to to do any side projects or even really hustle up any side work just because I was working so much whenever uh, when I did have the machine. But um, yeah, whenever COVID hit, I had to get rid of it. I, I needed the money. So is that something like that you want to do or like what is like your ambition as far as because I know you're not older I know you're pretty young so like what is like your ambition as far as like where you want your welding career to go um I okay out of school initially what I wanted to do I wanted to get a, a machine a big um a generator welder and I wanted to contract myself I wanted to get into the the uh, the plants, the refineries, or I wanted to go pipeline. Well, when I started seeing how much money it costed and I didn't have the money to do all that, that dream was dead immediately. So I got on with the fabrication company and I did that. So, I mean, as far as my career, I like working in the shipyard. It's not bad. I mean, I make good money. But I would like to get me another machine, whether it be, uh, I mean, I'd like to get a welder generator just because we have hurricanes down here. So I, I have a generator as well, you know, but um, I'd like to get into doing TIG art. I did one piece while I was working at my previous job and I'd like to hustle up some side work just to make some extra cash, you know, and I mean, who knows if, if I can hustle up enough side work and people like me. I may be able to branch out and do my own thing, you know. Ideally, that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to have my own my own welding company. Well, I don't think you should ever bury that thought. I think that there's plenty of work out there, and I don't think you should ever stop pursuing that, starting a business, because that's a big thing that I'm all about promoting people who want to start a business. How do you do it? There's a lot of resources out there. I actually had... Um, Bob from Frankenfab on my podcast that was one of our first episodes and he literally talks about everything that he wishes he would have known before he started his business and you know that he's on Instagram a lot and yeah. you could message you have so many people that you could talk to before you get started and one of his biggest pieces of advice is if you want to start a business don't feel pressured to go buy a brand new truck a brand new welder and knew this and that he said find use equipment start small and then when you get money then go get something else you need and keep getting used stuff until you build up your business and try and stay debt free as possible while you're building your business and i thought that was really solid advice from him yeah most definitely yeah i like bob bob's a cool guy he's funny too he's got a lot of good memes <laughs> oh yeah always yeah cutting out early on Fridays I always joke around and we send it to our boss and I say if Bob's out I'm out <laughs> but uh you know I've, I've talked to a lot of guys on Instagram about um about like how they got started contracting and whatnot 
But I just, I got to buckle down and and get me a machine first and foremost. That's what I, at least that's how I feel, you know. I think once I get a machine, I'll be able to really, you know, take off. Because I have a buddy of mine, he, uh, he used to have a trucking company. So he knows a lot of truck drivers, 18-wheeler truck drivers that need repairs and whatnot. So, you know, I have, I have resources. I just, I have to get the machine first. And it seems like lately I just kind of been in between a rock and a hard place financially. You know, every time I kind of get a little ahead, something happens, you know? So I've got a few things that's kind of going against me, but you know, the dream's still alive. And I mean, I'm, I'm all forward positivity, you know, the whole nine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing it. It's just taking me a little bit longer, you know, than what I, I thought it would. Yeah. You can always put that on your Christmas list. <laughs> but I love your positive quotes that really, when I, when I see stuff like that on Instagram, I just think it's so, it's so nice because there's so many people who are so vocal. I mean, you don't really have like Karens, you know, like people like complaining on Facebook. Like you don't really see that too much, like in the welding industry, but sometimes you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not always females either that are Karens. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's definitely, well, I can say this because my brother, his name is Kyle and I can tell you that he's a Karen. So I think that the male version of Karen is definitely Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> they had that they had that going around for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I literally grew up with him. I know that he's a Karen. And he literally will he'll laugh to hear that. And guess what? He's also in the welding industry and he works on oil rigs and stuff like that. Oh wow. <laughs> That's funny. So is there anything, I wanted to ask you this question because I need to start asking it more. As far as Weld.com goes and like the videos that we've been doing lately, have you like noticed like the change? Like obviously there was a big switch whenever, you know, Bob went back to, you know, his school. He's working on that. Jason Redbeard. He's focusing on his family. He's at the school still teaching full-time. and We might have them back as guest hosts. Like, that's not off of the table. We're actually still talking, you know, about bringing them back for guest spots with us. Is there any kind of feedback that you could give our current hosts, like, this year? Is there any feedback you could give them to um, present information? Um, I mean... Not really. I mean, I think, you know, everybody that y'all bring in is, is pretty solid. You know, they, they all know what they're doing and they have good personalities. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I, yeah, me personally, I don't ever had any complaints with any of the, uh, the hosts that y'all have. I mean, Are there any ideas for any videos that you have, like something that like you've never seen or something that you would like to see like more in depth or something? Like, is there anything you could think of that somebody could benefit from watching? Oh yeah. 6GR. I have been posting and asking for a 6GR video for the longest. And the only reason I ask about it is because you see, I don't know about anywhere else, but I know down here, there's a lot of uh, a lot of flux core welding in, in fab shops, so that's that's mainly the test. That are a three G and a four G, and I just don't see a whole lot of uh, welding 
um, pages doing flux core, like open groove flux core without a backing strip. And we don't have backing strips when we go testing our fab shops down here. So it's just, it's open groove. You got to stick it in there. You know what I mean? It's got to, you got to, you got to melt it in right. And when I, when I went work uh, out of school, that first fab shop I went working, that was my test. And I struggled. I mean, I struggled with it for the longest and I couldn't find anything, any tutorials or anything on an open groove 6GR test. It was all, it had backing strips on the 3G and 4G or um, there's ceramic tape, I think I seen on one of them. And it's, it's our chill ring inside the pipe. So it was never like an open groove. And I mean, other than that, I, I mean, I would say just more open groove um demonstrations okay the 6gr is for structural pipe isn't it yeah correct well it's uh it's for structural but i think it also qualifies you for pipe for welding flux score on pipe if i'm not mistaken okay i'll look into it and i'll talk to the guys and i'll get one of them to do it because that's exactly what i need i need to know more advanced kind of ideas because like we can only do so many tig 101 big 101 like i want to start getting the content that's going to appeal to the welders who are trying to do advanced skills at this point yeah. so i really appreciate that feedback that's super you know, helpful for us you know what else i think hmm. i think would be a good thing is like uh maybe even make it a series but find out the different tests for different positions and different jobs and, you know, label the video that specific thing. Like say, okay, my, my test to get hired on where I work at now, it was a three eighths um, aluminum plate, open groove, 3G, 4G test, you know? Okay, so you can make the video uh, level one shipyard aluminum MIG pulse welder or however you want to say it, you know, but, uh, Aluminum pulse MIG test, 3G, 4G, you know, open groove or something along those lines. I mean, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe do something like that and say, okay, fab shop, uh, 6GR, J-bevel pipe test, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I would like to see more of what you can expect whenever you're going into this job. Because when I came out of school, I I didn't know what I was getting into. I you know I knew the test that I had took in school, but I didn't know exactly what uh what what test to even prepare for on what different job I would go get. You know, I was thinking it was if I was going for a pipe job, I was gonna take a pipe test, and then if I was going for a structural job, I'd take a three G four G. But I didn't understand that there was a uh, different pipe tests. You know, you. you you, you know you get what I'm saying yeah I understand completely I I wrote that down and that's a perfect idea we're definitely going to do that it's something that I can probably get in the schedule as early as I would say October I think because we have videos scheduled out the rest of this month and then September but I'm definitely going to um, bring it up to our team. And it sounds like a really solid idea. And I can start, this actually helps me with future podcasts because I've been asking everybody that I have on like what jobs they have in their area. I'm actually going to loop back around to those people and reach out and say, 
hey, the jobs that you shared in your region, what are the certification tests that these people need to have whenever they're, you know, you have the certs when you leave school, whichever ones you had when you left, but which ones are they missing to get those jobs that are right there? That's kind of what you're talking about, like the gap. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, just to kind of prepare, especially for, for, for newcomers, you know, for new welders. So they're not like so intimidated and then, you know, they don't know what they're going to get hit with. They're kind of walking in, in the job blinded, you know? Yeah. Just something to kind of give them that extra little confidence boost, so to say. Yeah, that's interesting. I know like nobody really likes welding aluminum. So that's pretty interesting that you said at the shipyard that they make you do three-eighths aluminum plate because I know that's what you're welding on is aluminum. But do you have, I don't know why, why is there such a bad rap for welding aluminum? It's just because it's a softer metal and harder to feed? Yeah, it's, uh, aluminum is very tricky. I mean, it's, uh, it's a very, it's porous, so it, um, it gets dirty really easy and then if you have water oil dust dirt anything if it sits on it for a certain amount of time it actually seeps into the metal so it's a it's it's a long process to clean it i mean you got to soak it in acetone you got to burn it sometimes with the acetone just to kind of dry it out or you got to sit it in the hot box for a long time it's just uh it's a it's a very finicky material, you know. It takes a lot of pampering to it. It's not like carbon; you can just go clean it, and once it's shiny, you can start welding on it, you know. It's a, but I mean, I enjoy it. I I don't mind. It's a, it's not really that bad for me. The only thing that's hard, or or is challenging, is like welding it in corners, because mm -hmm. it it wants to roll on you a lot in corners. So you gotta, it's like a little whip trick that you gotta do to it to make it wet in right and look good. But, and then that's another thing, man, aluminum, if you don't get it right the first time, it you only get so many chances before it actually starts to get real, real brittle and it'll, it, it'll, it's trashed and then you gotta replace, I mean, if you got one bad weld in a 20 foot by 20 foot section, and if you welded it five, six times on some, with some really high heat, it, it'd probably be trash. Like, you got to replace the whole thing, you know? So, I mean, it's, uh, it's very finicky. It's very, you got to pay attention to what you're doing. So, what's the whip trick that you do to weld in the corner? Is, um, is this something that's hard to explain, or are you going to have to no. send a video to describe it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, uh, okay, whenever you weld in with aluminum with a uh, with mig you just you just go front to back front to back you know you don't you don't do circles like me yeah but when, when you're in a corner well i know it works for me at least you you gotta do the circles like the mig but whenever like say you weld in the overhead corner when you get on on the overhead part i pause a little bit and then whenever i go down to make my circle for the next uh the next bead you, it, it kind of falls into place and then as you make in a circle, you got to get out of it quick while you're doing it as well. So it, it so it makes like a flat bead to a, a slight concave. I mean, it's, I, I guess, yeah, I probably would have to show you. <laughs> I can understand. I can picture it, what you're saying, but I was like, that sounds pretty cool, whip trick. You're going to have to explain. You can't just say that you have a whip <laughs> trick and then not tell me what it is. 
I mean, anybody that, that, that's been welding aluminum for a while, they know exactly what I'm talking about. They, they, they'll, they'll understand it, you know. It's, uh, it's tricky, but – and I don't get it right every time either. Don't get me wrong. I'm by far a perfectionist. I mean, I'm by far perfect, but I can uh, – nine times out of ten, I'll get it right. All right, well, I think that's all I have for you. And I want you to tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram. You want to tell them your Instagram name? Yeah, yeah it's uh, the underscore Weldon underscore Hobo on Instagram. Um, I'm Brad Michaud on Facebook, if you care to follow me there. And I have a TikTok. Um, if you go on my Instagram, I have the uh, the picture of where to follow me on TikTok. But I'm still new to TikTok, so probably doesn't even pay to go there right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we're actually posting more on TikTok now because why not? It's, an, it's, another, it's another place to post. And I think that I've seen a lot more welding videos on there lately. Yeah, I'm mad. Well, Cartel, they got TikTok locked down right now. <laughs> yeah. Those guys, yeah, they, they put out some good videos. Nice. I'll have to check them out. All right, well, I really appreciate you joining me for this episode, and I will catch you guys again next week. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you all for having me. Thank you.